Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or whenever you should happen to find this. Welcome to the Quote of Arms podcast. I am Coach J. Rowe, the Unsummoned Skull, your host with the most. And here on this cast, we like to talk about our favorite tribes, archetypes, and synergies. <clears throat> so I am joined today by... Uh, Randon or Rosethorn, whatever you prefer. Great to have you, Rosethorn. Every rose certainly does have its thorn, as uh, uh, Poison said, right? <laughs> I believe so, yes. It's a great song. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, used to pretty successfully in different movies, too. <clears throat> so, what tribe, archetype, or theme are we talking about today? Talk about angels. That's what we're doing. Beautiful. <clears throat> Always. So, what are angels like in magic? And by that, you can describe the art, you can describe statistics or abilities. Angels are flyers. They're always in the air. I think there's one angel that doesn't fly, but they normally synergize with each other. Um, they typically have vigilance, lifelink, or both. Um, and with them working with each other, they have abilities that trigger off life gain or just trigger off other abilities. Um, angels themselves. There's quite a few angels in magic, and they're still being produced. I don't think there's been a set without angels for a while. Yeah, I don't think there. Um, um, I'm not sure there were in Strixhaven, maybe? Oh, uh, maybe not. I don't think there was. That's possible. Um, but it's interesting how each plane seems to interpret them differently. So, are there particular planes where you uh, can connect to those angels? Uh, well, I really like the uh, call time angels, um, where they're less of the, you know, protectorate angels that you see in other places. They're more, um, they're kind of vengeful in some places in yeah. call time. Oh, absolutely. So, <clears throat> Kaldheim is a Nordic-inspired set, and so those are more Nordic or Germanic types of angels like Valkyries. Yeah. How are Valkyries different from, like, the biblical style of angel? Well, the biblical style of angel um, <clears throat> are typically women who are trying to protect you, um, and lead you towards the right manner of things. But in Kaldheim, they seem to just be uh, just protecting anything, but also going in and getting vengeance on who they need to be with, uh, was it Furia, Angel of Vengeance, I think is it's whole time? Or Judge of Valor, that's what it was. Furia, Judge of Valor, yeah. the 2-4, uh, 5-drop having two black pips, which is very interesting. Uh, because angels are typically, they're mostly white. But you also see them in green, and you see them in black too as well. I mean, you see them in all colors. Angels are in all five of the colors. But this set had a lot of the black angels. Yeah, angels, uh, uh, I mean, technically they are. Maelstrom Archangel is all five colors. Yeah. <clears throat> and there are s uh, blue I think is probably the weak <clears throat> the weakest link 
when it comes to angels. But there are some um, angels in blue. There is a mono blue angel, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And the only the only color without a monocolored angel is green, even though green is one of the better colors for well, angels. Printed angel, but yeah. Uh, well, yep. it's interesting uh, that you should mention that because it seems like each color has like a signature flying type besides green, of course. Um, so there's blue sphinxes, black demons, red dragons, white angels, and then green pretty much just has the other, or it has like non-flying type, or non-flying uh, themes like worms and such. Yeah, they, they stick to, towards the ground. No matter what, you're getting like, your big timmy creatures, but... But they, they do get, like, they have in they have a they have some dragons. Yeah, old Gnawbone in particular, um, a powerful green dragon. Very powerful. I traded one off a while ago um, for a Tiamat. Um, I mean, not a terrible trade. Although Tia, I mean, <laughs> one green dragon for another green dragon, eh? I mean, yeah, technically it is a green dragon. <laughs> I, mean, I want to have a deck with both Tiamat and Maelstrom Angel. That just mm-hmm. seems funny. Or Maelstrom Archangel. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> well, they made yeah. a five-color Sphinx, right? Or five-color Demon. And just jam them all together and have five-color flyers of random tribes. Or just do five, five-color good stuff. All the things. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> angel a- angels are everywhere. They're in almost every plane, and they were supposed to be. I thought they were going to be extinct in New Capenna, but they're actually pretty dominant. Yeah, they were just hiding beneath the surface. Uh, so you mentioned um, that they're not that there is no green mono green angel, even though green is a great color for angels. What do you think yeah. makes green such a great color for angels? I think the the angels link to like they love life and protecting things is a great tie into nature and like community because angels can bring people together and green is great for community especially green white great, having many creatures in green white is always good there are a ton of creatures there are a ton of spells in that color combination where mm-hmm. it powers up if you, the more creatures you have. Yeah, I can see Selesnia, maybe Dromoka, um, as um, some places where you could see some angels come about. It would be especially nice in Selesnia after the War of the Spark and Ravnica gets devastated to mm-hmm. see angels start to bring things back. There, there are some like characters that I want to see. I want to see Sarah come back. I don't know if uh, Sarah is where Sarah is at the moment. Um, uh, last Sarah, I heard, I believe Sarah's dead. Sarah no, was well, also human. Yeah, Sarah is just a human, but planeswalkers do have the tendency to die and come back. Yeah, I mean, there there's been a few planeswalkers that I think have died multiple times. 
How many times has hasn't Liliana died a few times? Um, she was supposed to, and then Gideon died instead. Mm. Um, but Elspeth has died and come back, but only because of the plane on which she died. Yeah. And coming back, and funny, funny you bring up Elspeth. Elspeth has angels with her now, which is interesting. She makes five angels. I think they're three threes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the alt, I believe, and, uh, yeah. that, I think, comes from her experiences with Giada and the sword that she gets that's basically made of Giada, mm -hmm. which is kind of weird. But, <clears throat> another thing that makes green an excellent color for, uh, for angels is, <clears throat> uh, Oh yeah, I forgot. Innistrad has green, white as an as an angel based color, but uh, I'm thinking about like Avicen's Pilgrim. Um, yeah, there's Sigarda. It's Avicen's Pilgrim, which is a green card that makes white, because green is really good at making mana. And one of the things about angels is not only are they large flyers, but for the most part they have a large mana value, <laughs> which means they require all you sinking in a lot of resources for them, even if they do provide a lot for you. That's why I think cards like uh, Starnheim Aspirant, I think <clears> is the name of the card, where it makes all angel creatures you control cost two generic less, mm -hmm. which is really good. Um, especially when you're trying to cat, you can get a Avacyn out way sooner, or not even just an Avacyn, just like any, you know, like five drop angel, Getting that out on turn four instead of turn five. Yeah, Starnheim or... Aspirant is solid, um, and Giada herself, uh, when she was printed, or, it was interesting that she's, you, you would have thought that she would have been like this really super powerful angel, but no, she's just one that enables more. It... I mean, and it does make sense, because Giada is just a teenager, mm -hmm. um, so it makes sense that she's not the most powerful, but mm -hmm. she powers everyone else up, I guess, with her halo, I think. Oh, yeah, and if, G if Giada's a teenager, I'm going to, uh, and I see a Giada deck start powering out Avacyn's, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to put on some uh, My Chemical Romance and go, Teenagers scare the living. <laughs> I don't mean... Teenagers are scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, I, and I know that from personal experience. I'm also a teacher, oh. so... <laughs> I'm still being taught. <laughs> but, yeah, teenagers are terrifying. And oh, yeah. Giada is just going to make other angels even more terrifying. Because oh, angels yeah. on their own are scary. Because mm -hmm. I, I have like, my group, my friend group, if I get, like, a, uh, what was it? it? It was, I think it was Lyra Dawnbringer out. Mm -hmm. which is the 5-drop, uh, 5-5, five, five, other angels you control get plus and plus 1, and lifelink. And it itself, it, it itself has first strike and lifelink. If I get that out and have any number of other angels out, they're just going to be super powerful. Mm -hmm. And with Giada being, giving every other angel that enters the battlefield plus 1, plus 1 counter for each angel you already control, Mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm when I'm 
trying to get out as many angels as possible, that just gives me more incentives to just wait to cast like um what is it what's the enchant or the sorcery starheim unleashed uh yep. where you create uh, a four four white angel warrior but you can foretell it to make x x white so you i if you wait to cast that and then have giada out it's gonna just to make huge angels and treat the angels as nasty too oh yeah <clears throat> but any any card that makes multiple angels is just nasty um so there's also uh, an enchantment that turns any tokens you make into angels i mean even if you're running something uh as simple as uh was it maskwood nexus Mm-hmm. In any in any deck, Maskwood Nexus and Giada power up everything because with Maskwood Nexus it turns them all into every creature type, which includes Angel. Yep, uh, Divine so, Visitation. If one or more creature tokens will be created under your control, that many four four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance are created instead. So anything you're doing that makes creature tokens makes angels. Yeah, it's just. <clears throat> the Giada opens the door. Especially being a two-drop, I think Giada is going to be a really good commander mm-hmm. that we're going to see for mono-white angels. Uh, Which I, I'll say, I don't think angels mm-hmm. are the most, um, like, the most... Try, ugh, I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Synergistic but, uh, or powerful? Not synergistic, but just like, they don't get enough. Oh, okay. They'll get... Supported, but they're not. Yeah, supported. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're the most supported tribe. I think you want to play angels with other creatures, but if you're trying to play just uh, angels, um, I don't think it's the most supported. But with you know newer sets coming out, that seems like they're becoming more supported. And I like that the commander itself or herself is a support card rather than a member of the or so rather than like the most powerful member of a tribe it's somebody who makes the cards around them better yeah um that's a tendency i've been noticing with wizards recently in terms of the creatures that they've been printing a lot of the legendary creatures are two to three mana uh relatively powerful and uh so they're two to three mana and relatively powerful, and anything four or greater has a lot of trouble competing uh, because the strategies get going a lot faster. So I like I that this is an enabling member. With this set coming out, I'm probably going to rework how my angel deck is working because my current deck runs Liaison Shot of Dusk, the mm-hmm. f- other five drop five five. Um, flying life linker, uh, and whatever a player casts a spell, they lose two life. Uh, but the reason I kind of like it is instead of paying two mana for the commander tax, I just pay two life that many times instead, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty good because with all your angels having life link, mm-hmm. you're gonna have that life to pay it. And same with every time any because it's a player, mm-hmm. it's not opponents. So even if you're casting spells, you're going to take two life. But if you're paying two life to get a, you know, 5-5 five, five flying lifelink or a 4-5 five, 
Hey, you or end up a, getting a return on your investment. Yeah. But life is life is a resource, and you should always use it as such. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> I like how you're talking about it hurts others, but you're able to leverage it and make it work better for you. It also helps to reduce the cost of your commander, because I've been sort of pushing people. If, I, if people ask me for advice, I'm not just randomly offering it, but... If people ask me for advice on deck building, especially in Commander, I usually tell them they probably should be putting in more lands than whatever it is that they think that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, like in Commander, I usually put in 40 lands. In my Arsenal 60-card format, I usually have 28 lands. Because there's always things you want to spend that mana on. You don't want to be without it. <clears throat> yeah. You never want to be in the position where you're trying to draw something helpful off the top and can't find it. Your commander's overcosted because of the tax on it, and there's just nothing you can do. That's why I like cards like, um, for example, Amiria's Call, where it can be a seven drop, gets you two four fours with flying, and all your non angels get indestructible. Mm-hmm. But it can be that, or it can be a land. Nice. It can, it can be a uh, land that taps for white that can enter untapped if you pay some life. Mm-hmm. So if you draw that early game and you don't want to hold on to it, use it as a land. So yeah, those are modal DFCs. And I like that they're, they're kind of like lands that are also spells. Because um, I also enjoy, like there's the channel lands, there's cycling lands. Uh, there are lands with other activated or end of the battlefield effects that make it so that they do more than just provide you mana. Uh, one of my favorite strategies to use with four or five color decks is instead of using basic land uh, synergies like shocks or fetches or check lands like rootbound crag, I would use um, bounce lands and temples or other um, lands that scry, Halimar Depths, those types. <clears throat> um, because those allow me to not only fix my mana with the bounce lands and accelerate a little bit to offset the Enter the Battlefield tapped, but they also allow me to manipulate the top of the library so that I can get out of whatever situation I'm in. That's why cards that have mana fixing or um, even uh, mana rocks are really powerful with these high costing angels. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I always run uh, a gilded Lotus five mana artifact that taps to add three mana of any color, just -hmm. because I'm going to need that mana. And if I'm not getting enough, I can play that artifact. Like say, if I have a three drop in my hand, five lands, and the Gilded Lotus, I can, instead of just playing the 3-drop, I can pay 5 mana for the Gilded Lotus and just tap the Gilded Lotus to play that 3-drop. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about Giada. Um, When I'm building decks, I usually look to certain jobs. You need to do a certain amount of ramp, certain amount of spot removal, mass removal, win conditions, card draw... And the fact that Giada is both a ramp spell and a win condition sort of incre- it allows you to have more flexibility within the deck. 
and allows you to cut some cards that you otherwise wouldn't really want to have in the deck. Because Jada mm, can like... be a, an excellent commander. She can also just be a solid card in the 99. Uh, I feel like with Giada, if Giada is your commander, you're going to miss out a lot on, like, for me, my deck is white, black angels. Mm -hmm. uh, all of my creatures are white, except for uh, Liesa, Forgotten Archangel, uh, the 4-5, five, 5 drop, uh, that instead of creatures dying... Uh, my instead of my creatures dying, they go to my hand, and if your creatures die, they get exiled instead. Mm -hmm. um, but like my sorceries, I have, you know, I have a dam. I have, and then I have card draw, and then my instants are my black is removal and card draw, because black gives me card draw I need that I don't really get out of white, because white doesn't have the most card draw. I think white is probably one of the weakest colors in card draw. <clears throat> yeah, that's where white has to look for some different ways to do it. <clears throat> um, but white did just get some solid uh, new uh, new card draw cards from Capenna. <clears throat> uh, I think the problem with white isn't necessarily the amount of card draw. It's that the card draw doesn't necessarily work well together. Like, the white card draw <clears throat> I have, I mean, I have an Esper Sentinel, mm -hmm. which is always good in a white deck, because it's going to give you cards. Right. Um, and if it's not going to give you cards, uh, it also is going to give people a removal target, or it's going to slow them down, because they need to tap their lands. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is actually pretty decent. Yeah. So blue has Scry, it has regular card draw, it has looting... Red has Rummaging, has Impulse-based card draw, which is uh, Exile, and you can cast it later. Um, <clears throat> green is having a lot of creature-based card draw, or power-toughness-based card draw. Black has a lot of card draw at the expense of life. Um, or creatures. Uh, or at the expense of permanence. White doesn't have a solid card draw identity. Some of it's based on what opponents are doing. Some of it's allowing an opponent to do something in addition. Uh, that was where I got frustrated with Witherbloom. Uh, because I feel like Witherbloom got what White should have gotten. White for years had all of these cards to gain life, or cards with life gained stapled onto them. But Witherbloom got all the payoffs for for gaining life. I still think angels have a lot <clears throat> of space to grow mm -hmm. to become like even better than they already are. Oh, absolutely. Um, but in Highlander formats, they they lack because some cards you're going to want multiple of. Mm -hmm. Because if I can have multiple you know, Righteous Valkyries... 2-4, when an angel or cleric enters the battlefield, I gain life equals its toughness. If I have multiple of those out, and I'm going to keep gaining, you know, 3, 4, sometimes even 5 life, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's great, because it's just constant. And if I have 2 of them out, that's instead of 3, it's 6. Instead of 4, it's 8. You know, so on and so forth. But in Highlander, it's 
you have that one, and after that, it's, you know, you got to go find another <clears throat> one. Yeah, and with the amount of angels that get printed at Rare or Mythic, it makes it a little difficult to have the proper support for them. I don't, I don't know too many great, you know, uncommon or even common angels. I'm running, the only two uncommons that I'm running is Thraven Watcher, uh, four mana for a 2-2 Flying Vigilance. Mm -hmm. Other non-token other, other non creatures you control get plus one, plus one in Vigilance, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then Angel of Vitality, uh, three drop 2-2, two, two, that gets plus two, plus two if you have 25 or more life. And if you gain life, you get one more. Nice. Um, which is, again, really good in the life game based deck because <laughs> you're, if you gain three life, you get four. And it's just better. And then it's even better in Commander where you're starting at 40 life. So that's a three job, four, four. Because you're going to have more than 25 life. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the things they could do more of with Angels is if you're not going to have white drawing cards, then increase white's ability as like a cleric color. Not necessarily clerics as a creature type, but clerics in terms of like the D and D archetypes. I'm, I'm not sure if you play D and D. Um, I, I play D and D. So where they're big in support. So yeah, well, support roles like clerics of the death domain return things to the battlefield. They they can like revive the dead. So that's where I think of like Shepherd of the Cosmos from Caldheim, three three flyer for six has foretell, so you can reduce the cost of it. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, return target permanent card with mana value or with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So more effects like that that return things to the battlefield from the graveyard. It's not card draw, but it's any permanent, so it's permanent based reanimation. Which some people yeah. might say is more blacks per view, but I like the idea of angels being seen as these clerics with supernatural powers that are able to raise the dead but do so in a way that doesn't change it and also in a way that isn't just about creatures i mean you also have like a mirror shepherd if a land enters battlefield you can return it on land permanent from a graveyard to your hand mm -hmm. Uh, but if that's a plans, it it goes or sorry a plains, it goes straight to the battlefield, and in mono white, just getting a creature from the graveyard to the battlefield, you know, especially if that's just when a lands enter the battlefield, which I think is also good for uh, green white, because you're gonna be able to get that ramp. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be able to getting some of your good creatures that have died back to your hand or back to the battlefield when you need it. Yeah, um, that's what uh, the, the pseudo-reanimated Brunna did, uh, where it was returning things. Red Dawnbringer functions that way as well. So there's plenty of um, <clears throat> precedent for it, and you've seen it printed at the uncommon level. So I'd like to see that become more of a regular thing. I think Stalwart Valkyrie is somewhat similar as well. 
I can pay a generic and a white and exile a creature card from your graveyard rather than pay it. Well, that, that returns itself, so no, not so much. But I do like the ability of some of the Kaldheim Angels to return things from the graveyard to the battlefield and sort of use that as white's pseudo-card draw. Yeah. Because if we can't get just basic card draw... We can get things that make up for it. So I usually put um, card advantage and card draw in the same category. <clears throat> like regrowth effects in green are kind of card draw because it increases the amount of effects you have available to you. Yeah. I think we're going to be seeing a bunch of angels because we're going back to Dominaria. Mm-hmm. And Dominaria is where you see Lyra Dawnbringer. You see um, some other big angels. I'm trying to think of others. Lyra's just the first one that came to my head. Yeah, Lyra um, was... Uh, so was... Brought back... See, or not brought back, but had a card created in the last time we went to Dominaria. And not only was not only that, but was one of the first times that there was something that referenced angels on it. But like, the Church of Sarah is where is in Dominaria, mm-hmm. and so you know if Sarah you know is not truly dead, even though Ed Wizard says she is, you know that would be the time for her to come back yeah. and bring more angels back, especially if there's a war going on. Yeah, You're a war between time. brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's the I think there's like Dominari United and then the Brothers War. I thought Brothers War was first. Oh, um, but I don't remember. I could be wrong. I haven't, I haven't looked at the list. I have a, a terrible memory. But no, I yeah, it's Dominari United and then Brothers War. There we go. Um, My memory is not terrible. We'll see Dominaria come back, and hopefully when we come back in Dominaria, we'll see some, you know, returns of maybe not just um, angels, but we'll probably see return of a bunch of, you know, strong creatures that we've heard of. Yeah, especially if they're getting ready for a war. It'd be really cool to see the armies assemble and see a lot of tribal synergies within that block. I mean... With the return of all these Phyrexians, you know, we had Vorinclex in Call Time, we had uh, Jingitaxis in Neon Dynasty, mm-hmm. and now Urbrask in New Capenna. Yep. We, I, I think Shieldred is next. Mm-hmm. And then finishing with Elish Norn. But also, uh, could they return Karn? Since he was... He was... Mm-hmm. Uh, Phyrexianized, I guess. You could say it that way. Um, last I checked, he well, he had gotten free of uh, Mirrodin, I think. But oh, did he? When did he get free? I think him getting free, that was Karn Liberated. Oh, you're right. I think him getting free um, allowed the Phyrexians to take over. We'll, we'll probably see him come back and go back to Dominaria, his birthplace. Yeah, that'd be interesting. 
But what else is there to say? Well, angels are giant fly or are large flyers. <clears throat> they cost a lot of mana. They are primarily in white, but they're in other colors as well. They seem to change based on where we go. Um, I, we're probably done in Innistrad for a good while, but they were certainly pretty prevalent there. They had their interesting flights and such. Yeah, I mean, there there are a few in the new Innistrad block. I know there was at least one. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see how Kaldheim and now Capenna have sort of uh, given them more support, not just in terms of cards that directly reference them, but also cards that do jobs that angel decks need, uh, such that they're not just curve toppers. And with all these Phyrexians coming back, I mean, you also have the Atraxa, who is, in fact, an angel. Yeah. Um, and that lets you proliferate. Be but interesting that is... to see if she winds up getting a hold of the... Uh... <clears throat> so she winds up getting a hold of the Church of Sarah. Mm-hmm. Which could be potentially very scary. Oh, very. <laughs> but if we... Because if we get a bunch of angels in... Especially that color pie, which is green, white, blue, black. You know, we're skipping out on red, but we're going to get green angel. We might get our mono green angel. Uh, but if we get white, blue, black, green angel support, if Atraxa comes back, I feel like that would be very powerful. Because I saw a, um, Atraxa, a Atraxa angel tribal deck once. Mm-hmm. Played very well. Oh yeah, um, it's, it was very interesting to see because you know each color did their thing. You yeah. have you know white for the life gain. You have blue and black for like card draw. You have black for removal. You have green for ramping, which is really important when you have very high costing angels. Mm-hmm. And it was going very well, and it was a wonderful thing to see. Oh, absolutely. Um, last, I, uh, what was it, last September, I ran four Angel streams where, uh, all four players were running Angel decks. Uh, either Angel as a commander or strongly Angel tribal. And we were raising money for suicide prevention, uh, and the place was called the Angel Foundation. So that was really cool to see a lot of different interpretations of angels. I feel like anybody can interpret how an angel works differently. Because mm-hmm. some people will see angels be primarily protective. Uh, some can see them as harmful. Oh, yeah. Uh, it depends on how they're functioning as well. Sorry you cut out. Uh, it depends on how they're functioning as well. Yeah. Uh, because if if you have a you know an angel deck that's just out to kill, it's it's going to be a lot different than 
an angel that just wants to protect your board mm-hmm. or politic and protect another person's board. Yeah. Um, so there were feather decks, which were uh, angels that are trying, like feather heroic decks, or angels that were trying to uh, turn the creatures very big very quickly. Uh, there were <clears throat> uh, so one of the decks that played. There was an Aurel- there were Aurelia decks designed to get extra combat steps. Uh, there were. Also thinking of. So there were mono white decks. There was a, I think there was an Arden and um, one of the partner angel. There's an angel partner. So there's a, there was Arden and, and the angel partner to just equip a bunch of things to a giant flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have one that's still together of my own, which is a Furia. Judge of Valor, uh, Judge of Valor, which is uh, that. So that one is a flash deck uh, because for you, uh, <clears throat> triggers when you cast a spell on an opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, your second spell on an opponent's turn. Uh, look at the top three. Put one in your hand. The rest into the graveyard. So I would use uh, remo- uh, an instant speed card draw, instant speed removal. Um, you would use her ability to uh, load up my graveyard, and then I had instant speed reanimation as well. One of the cool things is because of the layering, I could use the look at the top three, put one in my hand, the rest in the grave, before the spell resolved because it was uncast. So there were a couple of times where I cast a reanimation spell with nothing in my graveyard to reanimate. Just because I was kind of desperate to develop a board. <laughs> I mean, that's one bad part about angels, is you're not going to be able to pump out a bunch of angels with one turn. Unless you're uh, playing tokens. Yeah, unless you're running tokens. Uh, like If you're running tokens with cards like you know, Speaker of the Heavens, which is if you gain set on life, you can make a 4-4. Mm-hmm. Or Bishop of Wings, if you... Uh, no, no, Bishop of the Wings is the one that makes one ones when your angels die. Um, but, or if you're just running, like, cheaper angel, angels like Sarah, Avenger, the white-white for the 3-3 three, three Flying Vigilance, mm-hmm. which is a really good card. The only downside is that you can't play it on turn 1, 2, or 3. Which I think is an interesting uh, mechanic. The fact you can't cast it on your first mm-hmm. three turns is very interesting, and I want to know how that works lore-wise. Like, why it has to wait. I don't know, um, but I, I do like the idea of the timing of the spell mattering like that. Although I'm not sure how exactly they make that happen. But I think about things like Finest Hour, <clears throat> if you have five or less life, doing extra effects. Like, somehow the card knows when you need it. Which, I mean, there's always that thing where, you know, angels will come and help you on your, you know, on your last moments. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, you can see in cards like Sarah the Benevolent. Uh, Her ultimate is, if if you control a creature, that 
damage that would reduce your life to less than one, it brings you just to one. And that's in another angel, uh, Sustaining Spirit, which wasn't always an angel. <clears throat> it was just a spirit, but it does the same thing. Uh, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces to one instead. Yeah, Platinum Angel's beauty is, is beautiful. Angel's mm-hmm. grace. Lots of Platinum Angel, you can't lose the game. Uh, yeah, Platinum Angel just makes it where you can't lose. Mm-hmm. And you can get a second Platinum Angel with uh, Book of Exalted Deeds from mm-hmm. AFR, where if you uh, you pay three white and just uh, put a counter on an angel, and it just says you cannot lose and your opponents can't win. Yeah, and then that was paired up with the uh, land that could animate and be a changeling, or even just Mutavolt. And then it it's an angel for the purposes of the uh, effect, but then at end of turn it ceases to be an angel. Uh, and then you can... Uh, <clears throat> it, it stays connected, though, because the card never left the battlefield. Yeah. And so... At that point, unless you're playing land disruption, <laughs> they can't lose. And that's that kind of winning is where they don't have any removal, yeah. and uh, you <clears throat> can't do anything about it. It's it's for me, it's bittersweet. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're winning, but my favorite part in the game is seeing other people play, mm-hmm. not just myself. I like seeing interactions between players. Oh yeah. I'm not saying I would um, play like that, but I'm saying it does ex- it did exist, and that's not a use of the card. It was a faithless haven, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, the other other week, I was playing, and I had a Jin Kataxis Progress Tyrant, the one from Neon Dynasty, uh, which counters the first instant sorcery or artifact, I believe, um, and. It, um, the first one to cast on your opponent's turn and duplicates yours. Mm-hmm. I cast a Cloudsteel Kirin and equipped it to a creature, and my opponent could not get any removal out. Ooh. And, I yeah, I won, but I didn't like winning that way. Mm-hmm. I've never had a problem with losing as long as I can walk away from that saying... My opponent is just better than me. Yeah. Because if I get if I lose to like cheesy ways like that, if I was losing, I would you know be salty. If I was if I was winning and I was not happy with it, you know I wanted I was like draw removal spell please. Um. But. Uh, for me, the the way that I reconcile with losing is when I go into. Uh, an event or really any game now <clears throat> my thought is I want to do something I've never seen before mm-hmm. so if you've never seen that interaction before yeah that's pretty cool even if um, even if it was kind of boring even if you might not have uh, had a ton of fun during the game you can look back at that and say you know what I learned something that was something I had never seen before and I will try to make my decks able to deal with that situation or at least understand when it happens so that I can scoop early enough to get a second game in. Uh, 
<clears throat> if it's happening over and over again, then I start to get a little frustrated. Um, so, for example, I was considering leaving the game when Jace the Mind Sculptor got printed. I know. I heard a lot of people did. Uh, I did for a very short period of time, and then I found Commander. But when I realized Jason Mind Sculptor was printed, it was way overpowered, and it was going to be seen in any format I tried to play. I realized, you know, maybe I'm out of the game for a little bit until this until there's at least one format where this card isn't played. <clears throat> I feel like um, a lot of newer players. Uh, are going to learn a similar way with uh, Lord Xander, the collector, from mm -hmm. the, this new set, who's just a nasty card. Uh, yeah, he costs seven mana, but at entrance of battlefield, you discard half your hand. That's okay. When it dies, I sacrifice half my permanents. That's also okay. I or Sorry, half my non-land permanents, um, which is also okay. But the real bad part is whenever he attacks... Uh, target player mills half your library. Um, and that's when it's just <clears throat> not good. It's constantly punishing. Uh, it, it really, I mean, it, it hurts in a number of different ways, but it also affects your ability to interact with the card itself. Um, I remember, at least in Limited, Ulamog was much the same way. <clears throat> Ulamog would come in. Uh, so the 10-drop Ulamog from, uh, um, from the second Zendikar set, where they were fighting the Eldrazi. Um, <clears throat> so Ulamog would come down, would, uh, it was the Ceaseless Hunger, would exile a couple permanents, so there goes your ability to deal with it. It's a giant indestructible creature, which is also extremely difficult to interact with. And then, if it swung once, that was probably the game. I mean, and it's the same with, um, uh, what was the other, it was the other big one that I'm blanking on. The other big Eldrazi can't be countered. Um, <clears throat> the Eldrazi, it's the one that's trapped on the moon. Is that Kozilek? Anyway. Hmm, say again? Is that Kozilek? Great Distortion? No. no. I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, if you ever see it played, it was... Oh, Emrakul. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because not only do you get an extra turn... Oh, okay. Um, but it has protection from colored spells. Which Oh, we're talking about that nasty. one. Okay. Yeah, that one, it thankfully, isn't legal in Commander. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> isn't, isn't legal in a lot of things, actually. But because they realized how powerful it was. Really. Yeah, it is still legal in I think Legacy, so you can do like Emrakul Show and Tell stuff. It's it's legal in Modern as well, um. which is interesting. You know, especially with uh, you know, there are so many ways to cheat creatures out, and or not unfortunate, but fortunately. Uh, you don't get that extra turn, and it can't really be a reanimate, because if it's in a graveyard, it gets shuffled back in, mm -hmm. which is pretty good. But mm -hmm. I feel like Eldrazi and Angels uh, would be a very interesting combination. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I could I could certainly see, uh, and, and there are uh, a couple cards that already kind of do that with uh, Brizella. Yeah, Voice of Nightmares. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a very you know, brutal card. Ooh. First of all, being a nine ten. I mean, um, it's brutal just to look at. Oh, that too. <laughs> uh, the fact it's two angels slapped together, uh, being Bruna the Fading Light, who on its own is pretty good. Go turn when it enters the battlefield. Just you can return a angel or human from your your graveyard to the battlefield, and it's a <clears throat> five seven, which is pretty pretty large in, when it comes to cards, but you also have Gisela, who's 4 mana, but it's a 4-3, and on your end step, it, you need that one that merges the two? Um, I think that one merges the two, the other one returns an, an, <clears throat> an angel, yeah. so the two of them together work together to make the thing. Yeah. So you can cast Gisela and then let Gisela die, because once you cast Bruna, you get Gisela back, and then you get sorry, Brisella, or Gisela back, and then you get Brisella, the voice of nightmares, which, first of all, looks horrifying. Uh, it, 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 with the two heads and the, like, six wings, it's horrifying to look at. Um, but also horrifying to ever see played, because if you if there's a nine ten on the field, and you can't cast spells with mana cost three or less, my mana cost three or less are where most of my kill spells are, so I'm not gonna be able to really you know deal <clears throat> with that too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact it's a nine ten flying first strike vision lifelink is just really good mm-hmm. yeah I mean it is a massive beating it's able to shut some things down but one thing about angels that I do like <clears throat> uh, they kind of can work in any color mm-hmm. even if you're not going tribal angels and you're just you know wanting to have angels in your deck they work in most colors Mm-hmm. Like in you, there's a lot of red support in angels, even though it's you know not one of the colors that immediately come to mind. Mm-hmm. But like you have, oh, what was the what's the one you said it earlier? Um, the one that gives you extra combat. <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, Aurelia. Mm-hmm. You have Aurelia, who gives you extra combat phases, which is really good in any deck, just having extra combat phases. Um, And especially it being in red and white, I feel like that, there's a lot of options for extra combat turns in those colors. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're running a deck like Kalia, which is red, white, and black, and it wants you to keep attacking for angels, or with angels... Mm -hmm. Because um, you can attack with it, and then you can just grab an angel from your hand, throw it right into the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Even, or I think it says angel, demon, or dragon. Oh yeah, which is a nasty combination to think of. Um, but red, black, white, mm-hmm. 
with uh, Kalia is really powerful in Angels. Yeah. Also, I, I think, isn't there uh, Tariel? That's what it is, I found it. Uh, Tariel, Reckoner of Souls, uh, seven drop for four seven. And you can just tap to choose a random card from your from target opponent's graveyard and put that card onto the battlefield under your own control. Mm-hmm. Which is very odd. Very, It's a very interesting because I can choose the mono green player and grab a ramp creature. Mm-hmm. And now I have more mana, <clears throat> which I'll need if I'm running a seven drop commander. Yeah. Um... Another neat thing that comes in when you're starting to add red to the mix of angels is that, um, yes, you have a an angel that gives all your other permanents indestructible, but you won't always have that out. You do sometimes need to have creatures other than angels to support your tribe, mm-hmm. but for the most part, you don't really have to have a lot of non-flying creatures. So you can use yeah. a lot of the cards that would normally support dragons, like Flame Sweep, uh, deals two damage to each creature except for creatures you control with flying. Uh, Seismic Structure, two damage to each non-flying creature. Rolling Tumblr does the same thing and has Flashback. Uh, Rough and Tumble uh, can either do two to each creature without flying or six to each creature with. So you might not do the six to each with, but there's a lot of different ways for relatively low mana investments to burn just the things you want to burn. Or if you want to get high mana, uh, you have like cards like Subterranean Tremors, which it de- it's X and a red, deals X <clears throat> damage to each creature without flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's four or more, destroy all artifacts. If it's eight or more, so if you're paying you know nine total mana, you also get an 8-8 eight, eight Lizard. Yeah, but you mostly effects. just want to get that's that right. just to kill all your opponent's creatures. Yeah, earthquakes effects and earthquake effects and such allow you mm-hmm. to avoid hitting your own flyers and just burn the world with impunity, which is certainly a nice thing to be able to do without having to rely on having Avacyn out. And when you have options, because. Sometimes, if you're playing a deck that's very straightforward, it, it only wants to do one thing, mm-hmm. It's you're going to get outperformed by decks that are versatile and able to, you know, if you can't get this thing out, you can get that thing out and not suffer too much <laughs> from it. Mm-hmm. Right, you need to be able to function in different positions. Uh, so in this case, uh, so again, white struggles with card draw, which affects its ability to be flexible. But if you put in red, you can have more mass removal that doesn't target your own things. You also get any card draw that red comes with, which can be helpful. You can use the black part to, let's, let's say you're making a Tariel deck. Uh, Tariel, I believe, can tap to reanimate things, right? Uh that was the one I said, choose a creature card at random from target opponent's graveyard, put onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So, I like I like the at random, because mm-hmm. with the colors of, in Magic, I feel like the chaos of red really goes against the order that mm-hmm. you typically see in white. 
because for me, like, white is all about, like, order and structure. But when mm-hmm. you have, like, it getting a random creature, it's, it can be scary. Mm-hmm. You never know you exactly a, what you're going to get with it. You can get a creature that, you know, can punish you. Mm-hmm. But you can also get a creature that <coughs> might just be a win, win con. Yeah, um, and that's where being able to load graveyards a little bit more can help. Um, <clears throat> and there's a few different ways to do that in red and black. Um, looking at Tariel makes me want to move on to another point I have about angels, which is the art direction. Just art of angels. Okay. Uh, I think angels have some of the best art in the game. Why is that? Or in in my opinion, uh, I think magic is just one of the reasons I play it is for the art in it. Uh, the art and like the story within cards. Okay. But like Teriel has great art. Uh, you have okay. it. it kind of shows off all three colors. So you have the big wings and you have skulls uh the big black wings and skulls which are kind of like the black then you have in the background you have like a sky heaven kind of place looking which is the white and then you have the the red like chaotic clothing Mm -hmm. that he's actually wearing um which i feel is really cool this is an awesome looking card but even Mm. in other cards like one of my favorite arts in Magic is uh, Angel Flight Alabaster mm-hmm. from Innistrad. What do you uh, like about and, that card? Hmm? What do you like about that one? Uh, the art is the best part about it. But not only the art, but the art is a story. There's actually four cards with it. Uh, so there's Angel Flight Alabaster, mm-hmm. which shows, you know, this angel... I think she has a name, or I don't, maybe not, I don't know, Angel Flight Alabaster, uh, is a crying angel, Mm -hmm. uh, but then in Angel Finality, it's the same angel, and, but this time, more like, powered up, ready to go, Mm -hmm. has a sword, is stopped crying, uh, and then you have Flame Blade Angel, uh, oh, it's which... it's. There's a Reddit about it. It's Isabel. Yeah. Oh, Isabel. That's mm-hmm. the name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Isabel is now a, a bit angrier. Uh, has some armor now, and not just the um, the white clo- white cloth, but now has armor. Has a flaming sword. Um, and then the final one is clip wings. Which you see Isabel being you know, destroyed or mm. defeated, mm-hmm. um, and it goes over. It's a white card, white card, red card, green card, mm-hmm. and with the creature where you know it dying is in green mm-hmm. is interesting because it's each opponent sacrifices a creature with flying. Yep. Um, but like that is 
just amazing to see where art can tell a story because it's just really cool. Um, you have cards like that with art. Uh, but I just think, you know, Platinum Angel is also one of my favorite. Uh, the normal art is really cool. But you also have um, the masterpiece art from Kaldash. Mm-hmm. Which I think it just I don't I don't understand how that is a magic card and not in a museum at this point. Ooh. Which I in game I guess it is where all the masterpieces are. Yeah, they certainly <laughs> are masterpieces. All the masterpieces are wonderful looking. Mm-hmm. It's really. It's really interesting. The Kaldan ones but, are beautiful, though. I, I, I really like uh, Furia with all the skulls there. Oh, yeah. Kaldheim also has just amazing arts for angels. Kaldheim has amazing art in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Furia kind of just sitting down is what it looks like. Or maybe not, I don't know. But you can definitely see, you know, the color of white and black in there. Because you have the, you know, you have the skulls in the background, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also have, like, this angel who does not look friendly. Furia <laughs> is not a very friendly looking mm-hmm. uh, angel. But you have the white of, you know, you have those very white wings. And it's more black than white, which makes sense for the card. Mm-hmm. Being one white pip, two black. Uh, but it's, it's a very interesting art direction. Mm-hmm. Where cards can have stories within their within themselves. And I see it a lot in angels. Um, another angel that I think has uh, some wonderful art... <clears throat> is uh, Lyra Dawnbringer, as uh, I brought up earlier. Uh, Lyra Dawnbringer, its text powers up other angels. Other angels you control get plus one, plus one, have lifelink. Uh, and if you look in the background, there are just a bunch of other creatures, you know, what seem to be human soldiers, you know, seeming to be led by uh, Lyra Dawnbringer. And I think, you know, it's very flavorful how you can kind of tell where they were going with, or what they were going with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are cards that, like, care about angels that have other angels, like, in the background, like Youthful Valkyrie, the two-drop, one-three. Every time another angel enters the battlefield, it gets plus one, plus one counter. You kind of see this so- single angel just sitting down on a rock, but there seem to be angels in the background, and when those angels go from the background to the foreground, it'll power up Youthful Valkyrie. There are other ones being Righteous Valkyrie. The one I talked about earlier that gives you life based on toughness. Mm-hmm. You have a few angels in the background, and since it cares about angels, I just think that makes a lot of sense. That there's going to be multiple angels. Absolutely. 
So I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with and how uh, Angels changes a tribe or what sort of supports they get. So, <clears throat> thank you very much for being on. Where can the people find you? Uh, I'm pretty much just on Twitter. Uh, Rose underscore Thorn underscore Z. That's about it. Awesome. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, it's been wonderful uh, talking with you. It's good to see that you are in the Skull Symbol server now, so maybe we'll get into game sometime. Maybe. I'll try out this Angel deck. <laughs> Alright. That sounds great. <clears throat> and, uh, Look forward to seeing you around. Have a good one.